0: Tony Sincotta here on a Tuesday morning. Hope everybody had a safe weekend and uh, got to hang out with their family and appreciate all the efforts of all the soldiers out there. And great stuff happening today in Major League Baseball as we've got a whole slate of games today, all-night games, so you don't have to chase around the day or the night evening activities as we get you prepared uh, for today's action. And, of course, today, if you uh, want a little more information, you go to, of course, com and check out all the great opportunities over there. And you can hear this podcast every Monday through Friday. It's also on the Fantasy Sports Network, 1230 Eastern Time, Monday through Friday. Fantasy Sports Network, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. The only television station totally devoted uh, to fantasy sports. So make sure you check that out. You can check out your local cable providers, Roku boxes. And, of course, it is on Xbox 360 as well, and people are all fired up about that. It's all over Canada, too. We're in a bajillion places in Canada. We love our Canadian people and uh, getting all fired up about a, a crazy, insane Victoria Day. And you want to be victorious, of course. You have to get the premium package from com. so make sure you check that out. What a day yesterday. Here's the one thing that we've learned. When you play Daily Fantasy Baseball, it is so tough to go down the weather situation. And we had a weekend, four days of Colorado rain delays. Do I play guys? Do I not play guys? I usually put the guys in there, and I don't worry about it. When it comes to pitching situation there, because very rarely does the situation get so out of hand, the game gets called off, I believe, after... Uh, May 1st, last season, there was only five rainouts. But what happened yesterday, it was the wind. And I know a lot of people changed their lineups to feature the Rockies in the Nationals with 22 mile an hour winds blowing out of Wrigley. And I was one of those guys. I got lucky and I had three of the guys that hit the home runs. I had Ramos, I had Spawn, and I had Bryant and it still wasn't enough to put me over the top in a 2-1 to victory there. So it's a tough call because the one thing that I never know, and nobody can ever give us an answer, when you talk about wind with the Cubs situation, is 15 miles an hour a lot? Is 18? Is 20? Like, where do we really put it into play? And we don't get those numbers. So you look at today's games. You have the Baltimore Orioles, Houston Astros. Uh, we don't have any weather concerns there, but we have the wind blowing out 12 miles an hour to left field. Uh, the Yankee Stadium, we have the wind blowing out 11 miles to le- uh, left field. We saw yesterday the game get absolutely out of control early and often. There was 11 to 12 mile an hour winds in that game yesterday. I don't know if the wind had anything to do with it yesterday. It was just one of those things where it get out of hand. The Cubs and Nationals, it looks like 14 miles an hour today, and that's blowing out the center of left field uh, in that one for the Cubs game. So, We'll see how that affects the line. Of course, the line was 11.5 at one time yesterday. Uh, Cleveland's got a situation where they have 14 mile an hour winds blowing out, as do the Philadelphia Phillies and the New York Metropolitans. A uh, 15 mile an hour wind blowing out the City Field. Not a game where I expect a tremendous amount of offense. Seven total in that one, so I don't think that comes into play. And that's the big variations as far as rain goes tonight. All set, baby. All set. We have uh, the Chicago Cubs game with a chance of thunderstorms early in that game, Uh, but that'll be okay after, you know, maybe a little bit of a rain delay there. Uh, But the rest of the place, Texas and Cleveland have a couple chances of small thunderstorms there. Colorado and Cincinnati, a chance of thunderstorms, but none of these games expect to have a problem. Colorado, Cincinnati possibly... Uh, Two and a half hours into the game, you could have some problem. But, of course, you're going to check Mark Parquet at DailyRoto.com and get all the updates there. Uh, Boston, Minnesota has some chances of rain, but that's supposed to clear out right after the game time starts, uh, and you'll be able to take care of that. So Mark Parkett, DailyRoto.com, get the premium package, and also get all the weather information direct to your phone, to your email, wherever you need it to be. It'll be there, and you'll be able to... uh, not guess. have a little friend. Like, I feel better when I have a little friend there uh, helping me along with the weather. And we look at the one of the things I want to look at today is you always hear us talk about park factors. And park factors change from year to year. Uh, based on the weather patterns, based on the early season, like some ballparks in April and May play differently as opposed to they do in the middle of summer. So you have to be careful of that and try to take into account there. So what I want to do is I want to basically look at what we see going on this year in 2015 in Major League Baseball. Miller Park right now is the number one park for home runs. Miller Park, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, where the Brewers actually play. Yeah, the little guy slides into the beer. That's where is the number one park, home runs in baseball. It's actually by a wide stretch of imagination. A wide stretch of imagination. The guy's in the beer. He really doesn't know what's going on. Bernie Brewer. I don't think he swims in the beer anymore because it was a bad story for the kids. Got to protect the kids these days. Great American Ballpark, number two, Cincinnati Reds. Number three, Oriole Park at Camden Yards. Four, Minute Maid Park in Houston. Five is a guy that we call a big pitchers ballpark. You hear it all on the show. It's five and six. Two parks known as pitcher ballparks right now are number five and number six in home runs. That's PNC Park, Pittsburgh. Uh, right now, number five in Major League Baseball for home runs. Number six, Tropicana Field in St. Petersburg, Florida. raids another pitcher-friendly ballpark over the years in the track record. So you'll see those numbers change, and those two parks should drop. Yankee Stadium at 7. Citizens Bank Ballpark, uh, one, 1.210 puts them right at number 8. Dodger Stadium, Los Angeles, California, and Chase Field, Phoenix, Arizona. So the top 10 best ballparks for home runs for this point in the 2015 season is Miller Park. Great American Ballpark, Cincinnati, Oriole Park at Camden Yards, Baltimore, Minute Maid Park in Houston, PNC Park, Tropicana Field, Yankee Stadium, Citizens Bank Ballpark, Dodger Stadium, and Chase Field. And then a couple of parks there, I'll be interested to see how they play out throughout the summer when the weather heats up. Dodger Stadium is not notoriously a home run ballpark. Tropicana Field and Yankee Stadium uh, is one of those ones that I expect to move up in the standings. So they are right now at number seven. Now, it changes a little bit when you just go by runs scored in ballpark. So home runs are not the only factor in determining a ballpark you should attack, a ballpark that you should like. Orioles Park, Camden Yards, number one, a run scored. Progressive field in Cleveland, number two, which is surprising to me. Three is Coors Field. Did you notice how you didn't have Coors Field in the top ten ballparks in? Home runs that will change once the weather gets better. Coors Field, one of those parks that definitely the weather takes into account, and you've seen the weather's been absolutely terrible. Four is Miller Park, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. They were number one in home runs. Chase Field at five, Yankee Stadium at six, PNC Park again in Pittsburgh at number seven. Surprise there. Target Field at eight, Minneapolis. Surprise there. Turner Field, Atlanta, Georgia, home of the Braves at 9 in Great American Ballpark. Well, those are the focus on the offensive ballparks. One of the things you also have to focus on from a pitching perspective, which parks are the stingiest? Which ones are the toughest to go at? Well, we're going to take a little break from our commercial here over at DailyRoto.com, get you prepared for the big day in Daily Fantasy. But before we get there, I'm going to come back. I'm going to give you the worst ballparks in the world to target hitters, You want to go pitcher-friendly in these ballparks? And we'll have this right after this. Welcome back to the Daily Roto Podcast. My name is Tony Cicada. We're breaking down... The ballpark factors in Major League Baseball, the stindiest ballpark four-home runs should be no surprise. AT&T Park, San Francisco Giants is number 30 in Major League Baseball four-home runs. At number 29 is Mullins Park in Miami. At number 28, Kauffman Stadium. And Kauffman Stadium is one of those parks that I think people forget about as an extreme pictures ballpark predicting these outrageous totals. For Eric Hosmer, I was saying, man, there's no way Eric Hosmer's going to ever be a big stud playing in that ballpark. Eric, I believe in the history of the Kansas City Royals, the most home runs in the season ever hit was 32 by Steve Balboni. Yeah, he might have to go and Google Steve Balboni because he wasn't around long. But it was a short career. He made it impactful. Number 27 is the Coliseum in Oakland for home runs. 26, Wrigley Field, Chicago. I say this time and time again. People expect the Cubs ballpark to be a huge home run park because of the small factor. They've built up things there. That When the winds blow in, the winds have been blowing out 70% of the time for three years. I mean, blowing in 70% of the time for three years. That's a park factor that you have to always watch, and it's more day-to-day. At number 25, Angel Stadium of Anaheim. This is a ballpark at night. The ball does not carry. go Field in Seattle is at number 24. U.S. Cellular Field, Chicago. That's the White Sox ballpark. This is a great hitter's ballpark. That number should change. They're number 23 for home runs right now. Weather, of course, in play. Chicago, cold, rainy. That one should change. City Field at 22, Progressive Field, Cleveland, 21, and Turner Field, number 20. Then if we go down a run score, it changes up again. AT&T and Park, consistent there, 30th. Wrigley Field, twenty nine, Nationals Park at 28. U.S. Cellular Field, Chicago. Kauffman Stadium at 26. 25, Minute Maid Park, Houston. That's shocking to me, so we'll see how that one plays out. Rogers Center at twenty four. That one is insane because we look at Rogers Center as one of the top offensive ballparks in Major League Baseball, and it'll be interesting to see how that one holds up. It's a big fly ball stadium. So... uh We'll see what's going on there with Rogers Center. Safe go field at twenty three at twenty two. We have a tie between the Angels of Ballpark in Anaheim and Citizens Bank Ballpark, Philadelphia, and then Mullins Park at twenty. So a couple statistical surprises there for sure. And we break down today's action, getting you ready and prepared for a big day in Daily Fantasy. Tony Scott from the Daily Roto Podcast where the Chicago White Sox, Toronto Blue Jays going at it. John Danks are a dickey. We have a nine total in this one, Dickey a 155 favorite. Right-handed hitters have a 398 weight on base average versus R.A. Dickey and of course, you're going to roll out once again, and Carcione, Donaldson and a healthy Batista in Colabello comes into play. And if you get Batista out of the lineup today, uh, Colabello will be a guy that will be hitting fourth there, and I think he can go and absolutely take a look at. And when I said right-handed hitters have a 3.98 weighted on base average, it's versus John Danks, not R.A. Dickey. But for all you pitchers out there that love to play, batter versus pitcher, for all you players that love batter versus pitcher, Jose Abreu, Alexi Ramirez have two home runs and very limited bats against Ari Dickey, Jose Abreu, and Alexi Ramirez. Houston Astros, Baltimore Orioles, Scott Feldman, Chris Tillman go at it, a nine total in this one. Scotty Feldman has a reverse split going on in last year, It represented as well. So this is two years in a row we've seen a reverse split. This year it's taken more of a hit, though. Righties have a three eighty four weighted on base average versus Feldman, leaving Adam Jones, Machado, J.J. Hardy is way underpriced on FanDuel. Definitely coming to play. Chris Tillman has been shaky. He's only striking out six per nine, and his walk rate is over five. So this game becomes very volatile in a a game where you want to focus on some of the hitters in this one. Washington Nationals, Jordan Zimmerman going at it, 115 favorite. The Cubs, Kyle Hendricks here. We talked about the win, so there's no total here yet. uh, But it shouldn't be that big of a factor. And this is a game that does not excite me. Zimmerman, even from a pitcher's perspective, is not where I'm going to go. He's a... uh, 6.82 6.82 K per nine. Last year we saw a spike in his K rate. It's fallen down again this season. And the Cubs do strike out, so you can look at that factor. But uh, they can also make him pay when he's making so much contact there. I'm going to go elsewhere for my pitching tonight on Tuesday, May 26th. Are you feeling it? Did you eat too much this weekend? Are you okay? you sitting there saying, hey, what's going on? Congratulations to Stevie TPFL. Of course, Steve Young here on this podcast here on the Series XM show with us. Uh, came in second last night one of the big tournaments, parking himself 5,000. Uh, and he was an Andrew McCutcheon guy. And you know what's so crazy about those yearly fantasy leagues when you play? You get so volatile, and you get so much hatred bit up to guys that you uh, took early, like all the Andrew McCutcheon bashing that was going on. And yesterday, of course, another day for McCutcheon. And he puts up together, you know, at the season's end, he's going to have the same tolls he has every year, but have a couple bad weeks, people get irate. They get crazy. They get insane. What do you feel? How do you handle it? Do you get a little nuts when your team doesn't come through? Do you go off the wall? Do you tweet to your athletes and tell them to pick up the pace, you're killing my fantasy team? Because they love that. Oh, yeah, they love that. Jason Vargas, Adam Warren, go at it. Eight and a half total in this one, the Royals and the Yankees. We saw Yankee Stadium explode on Memorial Day with offense. Vargas gets hurt by a huge park shift going from Kansas City to Yankee Stadium. His K rate is 4.91. 4.91 4.91. Last year was barely over 6. So the right-handed bats will come into play versus Vargas. And lefties don't have too much of a problem with him. He's pretty consistent versus lefties and righties. Uh, so they come into play. Adam Warren, not a guy I'm going to touch against the Royals. It's pretty solid, yet unspectacular. The Phillies are dead last in weighted on base average facing right-handed pitching. And you have Jerome Williams and Jacob DeGrom going at it tonight. Seven total. DeGrom a 185 favorite. The Phillies get a negative park shift from the move from Philadelphia to 70 feet, City Field. The K rate is 19.5% on this one. I'll tell you right now, it's stingy. DeGroom will be right at the top of the list of your starting pitches for today, and he should be a guy that you absolutely have in your lineups. Jorge De La Rosa and Michael Lorenzen go at it today. Eight and a half total in Cincinnati. There are some little weather concerns. Of all the games, this is probably the game that will be there, but I don't expect it to be a problem. But definitely check out with Mark Parquet of com and make sure everything's there. De La Rosa's K rate is 6.51. He leaves Colorado, but still in a strong offensive ballpark. Lefty on lefty have a 392 weighted on base average versus De La Rosa. Huh. What do I do with that? I personally won't use Voto or Bruce in this one, but sometimes you got to play reporter, put the facts out there, and let people decide. I mean, don't you like people? I mean, Mike and Drew and Chris Pacheco, they do a great job of laying the facts out there and letting you make your decisions. They don't tell you, hey, I would never go lefty on lefty, even though Jorge De La Rosa is struggling here. They play it out there, they let the facts out there, and then you have to decide. It's very undemocratic-like, but I like it. I very much like that, and I love the way they go about it. And you should, too. If you haven't checked out the premium content over at dailyretto.com. I don't know what you're waiting for. You'll absolutely enjoy it. You'll love it. You'll embrace it. And you'll probably put it in your kid's Christmas stocking so they can have a true fantasy career. Jose Urena will be the pitcher today. For the Miami Marlins in the matchup against Jeff Locke. Uh, Urena will be called up from AAA New Orleans. He's absolutely getting it down to minor league level with a 4-0 and a 1.21 ERA, but at the major league level he's consisted of relief appearances. So, not that you would ever do this, but if you did uh, throw Urena as a cheap option in your daily fantasy lineups, There's a great possibility that he doesn't go enough innings there to get you a win. So, this is something I would deadly say no, don't do that. Don't take a shot. Use somebody else if you're going to take a shot there and try to go with a cheap pitcher. Uh, Don't let it be Jose Uribe from his outstanding 4 0 record at Triple A New Orleans in his 1.21 ERA and go at it that way. But, hey. Every once in a while, you guys like to live dangerously. I'm not a big dangerous guy, but Jeff Locke comes into play. The game's at Pittsburgh. We saw that Pittsburgh, you know, one of those ballparks right now playing well for home runs. Giancarlo Stanton sets up really nice in this game, and he'll be an opportunity to get in all your lineups today and pay the big money for Giancarlo Stanton. We got Wandy Rodriguez and Danny Salazar going at an eight and a half total, one fifty five here. It's gonna be interesting to see this Cleveland Indians team has been susceptible to left handed pitching and if Wandy can put together another gem. I mean this guy is one of those things that goes unexplained. Unexplained a couple years of being ineffective, Wandy Rodriguez comes back this year and all of a sudden you can make the argument pitching better than he's ever pitched in his career. Yeah, better than any time in his career. Now, his one negative game this year is actually against the Cleveland Indians on May 15th where he only lasted four and two-thirds innings. Uh, so that's a negative on Wandy, but Wandy in his last 17 innings, one and one, 3.63, 13 strikeouts. This is a guy that I would go with Carlos Santana against. I would go with Ryan Rayburn against, uh, and a couple of those Cleveland Indian hitters that definitely take out left-handed pitchers. I'm not a believer in our guy Wandy. Now Danny Salazar, on the other hand, is a guy that's pitching unbelievable. He's been dominating. He goes against a great Texas offense. When I say great, they've been putting it together. Uh, Salazar has 23 strikeouts in his last 17 innings. Uh, He's undefeated. He has a 3.06 ERA. I have no idea what the negative is with this guy. They do have some left-handed bats in Texas here. And when you look at the matchups today, it's going to come down in a lot of cases. to Do you go with Danny Salazar or do you go with Jacob deGrom? And I look at it as Jacob DeGrom having the safer of the two matchups. A lot of people will go on David Price at Oakland as well. Uh, Those will be the guys uh, that you'll be looking at. If you disclude Clayton Kershaw, who gets the Atlanta Braves tonight. So we have some some guys with some top-heavy matchups. I look at that, and I I go with DeGrom a little saver over Salazar, uh, but they both come into play. And, of course, a little later in the show, we're going to talk about David Price and Clayton Kershaw and how you knock those guys out of the park. Do you go with them, or do you go with these other two options? Because if these other two options are cheaper, I like them. I like them both. But I'm a guy that strictly goes by the pitching, Throw my best guy out there. Who is the best guy tonight? Stay tuned for more. When we come back, we'll break that down. You'll see Daily Roto Podcast with Tony Sincato. We're back. We're better than ever. Tony Sincato, Daily Roto Podcast. We're all fired up for big night in Major League Baseball. When we talk about Major League Baseball, we're talking about daily fantasy baseball. you got Alex Columet, J.A. Happ, going Tampa, Seattle. And you look at Evan Longoria comes into play against J.A. Happ each and every time. Strong bat versus left-handed pitching. Seven total here, though. Tampa, not a place we want to attack there, so you can go there. San Francisco Giants Milwaukee Brewers is going at it. I guess gave you a silquiloquy of all the top pitchers in baseball today and I left out Madison Baumgartner. That was a mission on my part, but maybe. It was my psyche saying, Hey, stay away. You got a good ballpark here. Gars has been on I mean, Baumgartner's been on a roll. And maybe you just wanna keep going with it, but when we have so many options, that's the beauty of daily fantasy. I don't have to get in here. One fifty favorite Baumgartner on the road, seven and a half total. As much as I like Baumgartner, and I think he was so underrated, like people in the expert industry were making up things. Oh, 300 innings last year, 275, blah, 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 blah. The guy can plan out pitch, and he's never a wrong choice. But that being said, based on price, based on matchup, I think we go elsewhere tonight. Boston Red Sox, Minnesota Twins, eight total. Clay Buchholz, a 134 favorite over Mike Pelfrey. Pelfrey could be the thing that ignites the Boston Bats. They have been absolutely struggling here. I think you'll see a lot of the uh, sites out there that give you information, especially our guys at DailyRetto.com, having David Ortiz pretty high tonight on their priority list of guys you should own. Ortiz will be a guy that will be absolutely recommended. Arizona Diamondbacks, Archie Bradley versus the St. Louis Cardinals, Jaime Garcia. 7.5 total. 150 favorite is Garcia. Garcia has nothing, nothing at all. He can't throw the ball by people. Paul Goldsmith this guy is going to be well-owned tonight at the first base position, and he could jump it out there. Now, Enciarte is a guy that I would like against a contact pitcher. playing in Arizona, but lefty-on-lefty matchup here. Let's see who's in the leadoff sport for the Arizona Diamondbacks in this one. Uh, Bradley, a guy with all this great pitching, struggled last time out. We all know about the line drive. Coming back from that, let's stay away from him in this one. Detroit in Oakland. David Price and Jesse Chavez, seven total. I don't expect a lot of offense in this one. Great, great pitchers ballpark in Oakland. David Price has been up and down, minimize this Oakland batting order. That being said, I don't play David Price over Clayton Kershaw. I don't play him over Jacob DeGrom tonight. And I'm not going to play him over Danny Salazar. So it makes me say... David Price, wow, way down the list, but I like others better than him on tonight's action. So that's uh, an early indication. The Jesse Chavez, though, I, I, it's a guy that I like, and I've always liked maybe a little better than the, the average person out there. It's a decent K-rate, always effective in the game. That being said, you got a great ballpark here, but the Detroit Tigers offense, when everything goes right, it's just too much of a risk, too much of a concern uh, that I can't use him as a second pitcher on two-pitcher sites. We have Despanier in San Diego versus Matt Shoemaker. Uh, Eight and a half total. Shoemaker's been absolutely crushed uh, by the long ball. Now, this is one of the things that are hard when you look at trying to pick against the pitcher because Shoemaker's numbers aren't bad except every fly ball leaves the ballpark, and you know that can't continue. So Shoemaker's one of those guys that you expect to turn it around against the feast and famine lineman against San Diego. The game's 8.5 total. You've got to like the Angels bats against Despaigne, who just can't throw it out. But you've got a great pitcher's ballpark. Uh, shoemaker going into the San Diego team. I stay away from both pitchers. Shoemaker's a guy, if the site's really cheap, and using the second pitcher. I could see you looking at the correction and taking a flyer in tournament plays, but I'd have to have like 10 lineups in that tournament, to tell you the truth. I wouldn't go there. Just wouldn't go there. And then to round it all up, you got the Los Angeles Dodgers, and the Atlanta Braves, Julio Turan, who was Julio Turan-like in his last appearance, goes up against a Dodgers team over the last two weeks struggling offensively versus Clayton Kershaw, a 240 favorite in this one, a six total. So you've got to figure out tonight, do you lay down the money? Do you lay down the wood for Clayton Kershaw and pay that kind of cash? Or do you drop down? to Danny Salazar or Jacob DeGrom. Here's how I would do it, and this is the safest play. Clayton Kershaw in a great opportunity to dominate against an ineffective Braves lineup. You play him in the cash games, no doubt about it. If you go into a tournament game, I go and I get some lineups with Danny Salazar and Jacob DeGrom. And I lay off Clayton Kershaw in some tournament aspects, I think you can find some cheap hitting. I think you can go over FanDuel and find a ton of cheap hitting, actually, tonight. So there can be tournament plays that have Clayton Kershaw in it. But that being said, I'm going to take shots with the other two guys in my tournament lineups, and I think you should, too. In 2 pitcher environments, you've got those... Uh, those two young pitchers in Salazar DeGrom are guys that I love tonight, and I think you can cash all the way to the bank. It's the Daily Reto Podcast. And remember, Monday through Friday, we're here each and every morning to get you ready and prepared for the best day in Daily Fantasy Baseball. Ricky Sanders will be joining me tomorrow night. And I'll tell you what, Ricky is absolutely one of the best writers in the Daily Fantasy industry. You should go over to com and make sure you check all his work. Now, this is a guy that I met a couple years ago through Daily Fantasy Sports. talked to him a couple times. He's a fun guy. He's a great guy. He's a hardworking guy. And I love everything he's doing right now. And he's going to be one of the guys in the future, you know, 10, 15 years from now when we're sitting here saying, I remember the days when I wanted to go to the Playboy Mansion. Hugh Hefner was just a young 82 at the time. Now he's 99, and he's still got a smile on his face. Those were the days back when Hefner was 82 and still in his PJs I love PJs we love you Hefner we're out here